first a word of warning. This video discusses suicide, suicidal ideation, and self-injury. If these topics are triggers for you, please don't watch. Welcome to Stronger at Rest with Anisha Darora. Today, I'm going to talk about the creativity of God to empower us to choose life, even when it's the last thing we want to do. Choose life. It's amazing how much punch these words carry, regardless of what we say them in association with. I've gone through several seasons in my life, starting in my mid-20s, where I have had to deliberately choose life because depression and anxiety led to overwhelming thoughts of suicide. And in each of these seasons, God showed up and did something different to carry me through. I've shared about his love poured out in my Encountering God video on this channel, which was the first time I had actively set out to end my life. That one encounter changed me and carried me through from 27 years old until I was 34. When I turned 34, I was diagnosed with PTSD, anxiety, depression, and what was known at the time as multiple personality disorder and is now known as DID or dissociative identity disorder. From 2004 until August of 2005, I felt like I was drowning. I prayed, I engaged with God, I went to church, I served, and worship carried me into his presence. On the days that I couldn't press in, if I could just stay aware, his arms held me. But it was a moment by moment battle. I remember the final straw in 2005. I was supposed to go to Alaska for a revival meeting. I was self-injuring frequently, and this particular day I had cut myself at work. A friend who knew my situation and who my alters felt comfortable confiding in bandaged my arm and made sure I was safe until it was time for me to leave. I went directly from there to an appointment with my psychiatrist who had up to that point been amazing. But he said some things, seeing me in this completely unstable state that sent me right over the edge and robbed me of the little bit of hope I had. I stood in the parking lot and I decided I would not go to Alaska. I was just gonna end it while my friends were gone so that when they came back on a spiritual high from the revival, everything would be easier. And no one knew that I wasn't going, so no one would look for me. Interestingly, I went through the next several days in a completely dissociated state. I don't remember anything from the moment I made the decision in the parking lot to the moment I was standing in the tarmac in Juneau, Alaska even though that meant I had had several days at work, I had had to pack, and I made a trip from Vancouver, Washington to Seattle, Washington to get on the plane. 
Standing there with my bag in hand, not knowing how I got there, I simply told God, I can't live like this. I'll do whatever I need to, because you obviously want me alive, but you have to heal me. And he did. Through partnering with his word, through his spirit, through times curled up in a closet in the hotel room between revival services, seeking his face, all because he gave me the strength to do it, because I didn't have the strength myself. And I'll tell that whole story another time because it's quite incredible. But here's the thing. When I left Juno, I was healed. I was off all my medications. I had completely integrated from the DID. And I knew I needed to go back to Florida and finish Bible school. It was an incredible time of encounter and partnership. Fast forward, 2017. At this point, I had been sick for almost two years. No one could tell me what was going on. I'd lost my job and I didn't have the energy to function. I was passing out. I couldn't tolerate a computer for more than a few minutes or, or even deal with visual stimulation. I could barely drive. And when I did, it took me out for days. When I finally received the diagnosis of PTSD, depression, and anxiety, I was frustrated. That's not what I wanted to hear because I knew there was more going on. And there was. From 2017 to 2018, I struggled in ways that I, they're still indescribable to me. Fear of leaving the house because I never knew what point I'd be too overwhelmed to get back. Financial challenges as I continued to battle with the long-term disability company. Struggling with doctors not understanding my symptoms and trying to write everything off as a mental health issue when I knew there was more going on. I started cutting again. And I'll talk about that in a different video as well. The suicidal thoughts came and went and came and went. And my counselor was amazing at walking me through and helping bring me back to center. I learned a lot of great tools and techniques to ground and to stay present. But one day after leaving a fine counseling session, I was overwhelmed on my way home and I knew I would hurt myself if I was left alone. I ended up spending the night in a hospital on suicide watch. My counselor worked tirelessly with the doctors and nurses trying to make sure they understood my situation and the things he knew would help me. Ultimately, they released me to the care of a friend rather than putting me in inpatient. My friend allowed me to stay with her for more than a week and created a loving atmosphere of prayer and worship that sustained me as I cried in her backyard, as I cried through nightmares and horrible flashbacks, as I got all my medications back on track. The thing is, this amazing, strong, compassionate woman was someone I had only met in 2015, and then only briefly. We hadn't started spending time together until 2016. And yet here she was, not only prepared to help me, but willing. So where God once used an immersion in the spirit, another time he strengthened me to partner with his promises. This time he used a new friend who was just there and ready. And I wish it ended there. It didn't. 
in June of 2018, I was right back at that place of just being too tired to carry the load. I'd had prayer and prayed myself. I'd done all the stuff I knew to do, gone through all the motions, and still it wasn't enough. Finally, I just set a date and began getting things in order. The date I chose was June 20th. For no reason, except I didn't have any commitments that day, and my counseling appointment was the next morning, so someone would know I wasn't okay when I didn't show up. The evening of June 18th, I received a text from a friend who said that she would be over the next afternoon to spend a couple nights with me. Within an hour, I had another text from another friend who said she wanted to come and spend the night on the 19th. I said yes, because I figured at least someone would be there to take care of my cat when I was gone. But I was really irritated. Why now? Even though I stayed in touch with both of these friends, I didn't see them that often. And while I know now that it was God, at the time, I was just irritated. That's where I was. On the 19th, I spent some time just looking through the internet. And I don't know how I got there, but I landed on the Oregon Humane Society page. And I was staring into the eyes of this puppy. I knew I had to meet her. You can read the whole story at strongeratrest.com. Just look for the blog post, Adopting Riley. Um, the long and short of it is, I went to the Humane Society because I couldn't escape those eyes, even though I had no intention of adopting a puppy. I was gonna go see the litter, get it out of my head, and leave, and go about my business, because I was still intent on ending my life. Besides, the dog I'd seen was a female, and I'd already decided if I ever got a dog again, I'd want a male. All these things were going through my head as I paced around the Oregon Humane Society, waiting the two hours to see the puppies. At one point, I finally stopped fidgeting and pacing and got quiet. Now, I realized today that I didn't quiet myself. I had been completely incapable of quieting myself for months. Here again, God had intervened. And in this refreshing internal stillness, I talked to God and told him, you know, if I adopt a puppy, I have to take suicide as an option completely off the table for at least 10 years. And I don't think I can do that. I need help. His response was simply, it's about time. Which I later realized meant that this was the first time I'd not only acknowledged my need for help, because I'd done that seemingly unceasingly, but opened my heart to receive it. And there is a huge difference between the two. Ultimately, I adopted the exact puppy whose eyes had captivated me on the website the day before. I named her Riley Ira, which means courage and healing because that was not only her personality, but the promise of God to me as I signed the paperwork to bring her home. I still had a long battle ahead, more doctors to see, more diagnoses to grapple with, but I also had this little, wild, brave, crazy puppy 
reminding me at every turn that I could choose life. Even now, with most of the symptoms of depression, PTSD, and anxiety gone, I look at her and I choose life. It just means more to me now. Now I choose not only to remain alive, but to find ways to live the purpose for which I was created, to discover who God created me to be, and to honor Him by living that life with peace and joy. I recognize in sharing all this in less than 10 minutes, it can make it sound oh so easy, but it wasn't, not in the slightest. Dealing with mental health challenges has been a roller coaster. But what I've learned and remind myself of still is that it's not a roller coaster I'm on alone. God is with me and he is willing to go to any length to bring me back to a place of strength through rest in him. He is a creative genius. And on the 20th of this year, I not only celebrated my earthly dad. I celebrated a father who knew my needs and who gave me exactly what I needed to bring me refreshing, healing, and encouragement at the time I needed it in the way I needed it. You know, he's never shown up in ways people said he would. Healing hasn't come the way people told me to expect. But time after time, his love has come through. And I can tell you this with certainty. God is no respecter of persons. If you're dealing with mental health issues, with depression, with anxiety, with thoughts of suicide, I can promise you that there is a God who loves you, that you are not alone, and that he has put things in your path to help you promise and provision things that will begin to bring change to your life and I pray today that he would open your eyes to see them and your heart to receive them so that in whatever way you need to choose life you will be empowered to do that have a wonderful day I pray that the peace of God immerses you and the encouragement of the Spirit buoys your heart and mind today.